0: click on the big red button and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Kyle Benson. Kyle, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: My pleasure. My pleasure. So for everybody listening, Kyle Benson is an international intimate relationship coach and he provides practical, research-based tools to build long-lasting relationships. He's best known for his compassion and non-judgmental style and his capacity to see the root problem. So Kyle, do us a favor. Give us a glimpse into how you got started doing the work that you do today.
1: Yeah, like I feel like most people, I kind of got started from a personal um, struggles. So I have been through some pretty... Um, difficult relationships myself and uh, some stuff with some cheating from my, my the partners I was with and I ended up actually getting uh physically ill um I ended up getting an autoimmune disease called psoriasis um and during the initial phase that was really brutal um I kind of remember sitting in a chair and going how the heck did my life become the way it is um, and for whatever reason, I, I kind of my brain focused on my relationships and just how unhealthy they were, um, how insecure I felt. And so I picked up two different books, one called Attached by Mary Levine, another one uh, by Dr. Gottman, which is What Makes Love Last. And I read those, they really hit home um, and started writing about that. That stuff got picked up by publications. Um, and then I had some, got a lot of training, and had some great opportunities to work with people on stuff I had already gone through, um, and that's kind of what led me to today.
0: Wow. Yeah, I think you're right. A lot of times, obviously, it's a it's a personal experience. that's kind of the catalyst. And yeah. let me ask you, because I mean, here on Speaking of Partnership, of course, we focus on partnerships. I, I'm wondering for you personally, Kyle, what do you use as like a I call it a guiding principle. Some people call it a mantra or a quote or a touchstone, but what's that thing that you can always come back to when you feel like you've kind of got off in the weeds regarding the partnerships in your life?
1: I think one of the foundational principles I really use in practically all my relationships, and especially my partnership, is really seeking to understand before trying to problem solve. I think a lot of problems, especially in romantic relationships, come because we think we already know the solution or we think we understand our partners when the reality is we haven't given them space to actually tell us um, what's going on without us interpreting what they're saying. Um, and I've found that when I slow down and I really seek to understand people, um, I get a lot of clarity on what they're wanting, the longing they have, the wish they have for their relationships or for their own life, and um, And so that is probably a foundational principle that I use in my life.
0: I love it. Can can you do us a favor? Can you give us an example? Because I think a lot of people are like, well, I feel like I understood them, but I guess I didn't.
1: I'm trying to think of an example. I mean, I get a lot of emails, and so that's a little bit more business side, but like someone might tell me one of their relationship problems, um, and at first glance, that might seem pretty obvious. But often there's so much more going on behind the issue, or or what I say, underneath the issue. Um, A good example might actually be in my own partnership. Um, With my partner, we had a conflict um, over our cat's litter box um, (laughs) last week. Um, Our cat is in the process of kind of her last few weeks with us, um, and uh, this cat has been with my partner. Uh, for the past 15 years,
0: wow.
1: Um so the cat has a lot of meaning to her. Um, and she was really stressed out, running late to work, um, and kind of asked me to take care of the litter box. And I only had 15 minutes, and I was finished up with some cl- like emails for clients, and had to run to my own therapy session. Um, and we kind of had a little bit of a fight there, and um, we both, you know, she left and. There's kind of this tension and this conflict that we just had, and we're just kind of, we really felt disconnected. um, And both hurt, really misunderstood. And kind of in that instance, I could have really ruminated in that, that things are unfair, she doesn't care about what's going on in my life, she's demanding, I could have easily gone down that path. And I noticed my mind went down that path. Um, And I've I've done a lot of deep work to realize that I can't always trust what my brain initially brings up. Um, and that I need to learn more about what is actually going on or why that happened or why that event even occurred uh, to really get closer towards reconnecting with my partner or solving it. And so um, we ended up kind of texting a little bit and ended up talking later. And she, she opened up about how it's really hard for her to be losing this cat because it's symbolic of her father. And her father um, has pretty severe Parkinson's disease and I've had it, was diagnosed for the the year she was born. Um, And she's been the main caretaker of him uh, for probably the past four to five years. Um, And I've been helping her out with that since we've been together. Um, But it's been a lot of pressure on her and she felt really alone. And so losing this cat around that was really symbolic of her being abandoned and me not being able to help in that moment really made her feel like, Oh, I'm alone again. No, one's going to be there for me. And so there was like, what was going on and how she was triggered was much deeper than what she was expressing to me in the conflict. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. And I think it's a great example, Kyle, I, I would have to guess cat litter boxes have caused more fights than anyone really knows.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's the part about being in relationships. I mean, there's sometimes we take on the nitty gritty things like the dishes, the litter box, the, the silly things. And there's a lot of research. I work in a love lab where we do research on couples. And one of the things um, from Dr. Gottman's research that he's done from his love lab is they discovered that most of the reasons couples fight is they're actually fighting about nothing the topic doesn't matter. What they're fighting about is, can I trust you? Are you connected to me? Do I matter to you? Um, and so you're really like these, these topics that we get stuck on are not really the thing we're fighting about. What we're fighting about are, is, are we connected? Can I depend on you? Are we attached to each other? Um, are you committed to me? Can I trust you? And so when we can get down and understand kind of the deeper stuff, It makes it much easier for us as partners to start to bridge that divide and start to connect, feel understood, appreciate each other, and give each other what we need so we can feel more safe, secure, and loved in our relationship. Yeah,
0: no, absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I didn't realize, I didn't know that you worked with with Dr. Gottman. I
1: do. So I work in his love lab. I don't work directly with him, Mm -hmm. um, but I work in his love lab as the research assistant, and so outline some research studies. I also help out with the staff coding team where we code the couples and make sure that that's going all well. And so it's, uh, it's super interesting. I mean, Gottman is, uh, or John is, uh, I mean, he's absolutely brilliant. Some of the things he's able to use data and math and integrate it into relationships is absolutely mind-blowing.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely incredible work, you're right. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure growing up, you didn't think, oh, I'm going to grow up and work in a love lap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, not at all. Who
0: knew there not even all. was one, right?
1: Right, right. Yeah, I had no idea. And that was, I mean, that was something kind of, you know, I think a lot of people that get in this space, it's, we don't necessarily think, oh, I want to be a, a relationship coach or I want to be a therapist. And, and that's never, that was never something that came to my attention until I got sick, um, like five, six years ago. um. And so it definitely was a drastic change in my life and my values and and other things as well.
0: Yeah. So one of the things, Kyle, that that our listeners love about the show is our our guests are always so generous in, in sharing their own personal examples, which you just did so nicely. I'm curious if you would share with us a story of a time when you kind of tripped up in a partnership and just give us an idea of, you know, what were you doing? What'd you trip on? And and more importantly, what did you learn from that experience that has helped you move forward?
1: That's a good question. Um, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but I'm going to go with it and I'd and have to say it's pretty vulnerable on my part. Um, I feel some shame around it. So I'm going to share it anyways. Um, so, Probably, what was it, probably five, six months ago, sometime in the summer, um, I was busy working on a really important project for some clients I have um, and working really long hours. And so I was pretty stressed out. Um, And my partner, she went to a concert with some of her friends, uh, which I decided not to go to because I was trying to get these projects done. Um, and I went to go, um, pick her up downtown Seattle where there's a bunch of traffic, uh, which already being stressed out doesn't help my stress. Um, and, uh, and I told her I was going to come pick her up and I picked her up. Um, it took a little bit because she was still like talking with people and I was sitting in the car outside the building she was in, um, and like kind of in that moment, really stewing in my anger and like, this is really frustrating, I made this effort, she's not right here, available right now. Um, and I became really critical of her. Um, and uh, we got home when I was still kind of in that self-righteous mode um, that isn't really helpful. And eventually we were at home and talking about it and we were trying to work through it and I was still stuck in that mode and she started crying. Um, and that was a moment I kind of real. I finally kind of seen that it really caught me. Um, and I, I could feel my own emotions and like my shame come up of like, oh my gosh, like I've been so stuck on being self-righteous and really trying to prove my point and, and, and have been really critical um, of something that's so small that it's actually like made my partner cry. And that was a really difficult moment for me um because you know I don't like to hurt my partner um I don't like her to feel like I've personally attacked her in that way and it really kind of pointed out like wow you've made some like this whole night you've been making a lot of mistakes with this um and you really got to figure out what was going on in yourself um and work towards improving this and so that was a a moment I definitely tripped up And really learned, um, I think, a little bit more about when I'm really stressed out, how I need to be and what I need to be focused on and what I can actually do um, and how I can talk better with my partner, particularly when I'm stressed out. That's a great, great
0: example. Thank you, Kyle. And I appreciate you sharing that, even though it was uncomfortable a bit for you, because it's I mean, it's it's a super huge thing because obviously we all have those situations. Mm -hmm. Right. We all have times where we're stressed out where we end up taking it out on somebody that we really care about. Right. And a lot of times, like you said, is not the reason we're stressed out is we haven't paid attention to what our capacities are.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I was not particular. I wasn't. I was so enmeshed and so focused on trying to achieve this goal that I had set that I wasn't doing the self-care I needed or setting the appropriate boundaries where I could have just said, hey, babe, you know, I know I promised I could pick you up today. I want, was wondering if it's okay if you just grab an Uber back home tonight, um, right? There's a whole bunch of things I could have done um, that could have been creative that could have helped keep me not so stressed out. Um, but because of that stress, I wasn't in the best way. Of, I wasn't in that mode of thinking so openly and creatively about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's a common occurrence where especially with stress or when we're feeling really vulnerable, um, we do attack our partners. And then, you know, I think that happens even in really healthy relationships. And I think the difference between healthy relationships and unhealthy relationships is how we repair that um, and reconnect and learn from that experience. Um, and one of the interventions from the Gottman method that I really love is a the aftermath of a regrettable fight. And you actually work through and there's one specific step in there where you can literally select I've been really stressed out, I've been really distant lately, Um, and when my partner and I processed that event, um, because that was a regrettable incident for me, uh, that that was some of the things that I told her, um, and kind of let her into that more, and noticed that I, constructively, in the future, I had to let her know more of my stress, and be more open about that, so she was aware of that, and could help me manage that, too.
0: Exactly, yeah, and that's partnership. Great example. Yeah, yep. and you know, it, it's interesting what's occurring to me, Kyle, because I've certainly had experiences like you just described where I, I wasn't paying attention to my capacity, I was overstretching, and one of the things I've noticed is, and I, I can't speak for women because obviously I'm not a woman, but I've noticed this with a lot of guys, because of our hardwired desire to to contribute, to provide, we oftentimes will like bankrupt ourselves, yeah, and we're not even paying attention to it. And like you were so mm-hmm. compelled with all your work, you're doing this for your clients, yet you still felt compelled to do something for your partner. Mm-hmm. Even though you weren't really like the tank was empty. There, there wasn't anything to put into that. But we right. still do it because we don't even like that's how we're designed. And it can really be like you you described, you know, it can cause a lot of difficulties. So it is, it's a very important aspect for everyone to pay attention to what, what do I have the ability to do at this point. And if I don't, it's not because I don't want to. Right. It's just my, my tank's empty or I have other commitments or whatever that may be.
1: Right. And I, and I think one, there's this part of us that doesn't acknowledge that we're not attuned to ourselves and all the stuff we put on ourselves. And yes. then two, we don't, we don't have experience of saying that saying something like in a loving way that says, hey, look, I don't think I have capacity for this. I really want to, but I'm burnt out. This is just too much for me in a way that your partner can understand um, where they still see you as being a loving partner because I think we really fear that, well, if I tell them no, then I'm going to really disappoint them or they're going to punish me or these other things are going to come up. Um, And we don't have a lot of experiences of, putting in healthy boundaries and it working out really well for us
0: yeah absolutely absolutely well let's let's switch gears a little bit here kyle i'm going to ask you to share another story but this one i want, i would love to know what what's like i call it a proud moment of partnership what's a time maybe it was romantic family career whatever area of your life but when you look back on this partnership you're like wow that was so cool and it's like you can't even help but smile you're like that was one of the coolest things ever
1: so like a moment that I was really proud of, was it necessarily something I did or something someone else did? It could be either. Okay.
0: Yeah. Just some time where you're like, wow, that was really cool. And it was something I did in partnership or
1: so yeah, I'll talk about one of my one of my best friends. Um, she's actually gone through some really tough times with her family right now. And so we're talking and and so she kinda comes to mind uh, because when I first had um, my outbreak of my psoriasis. Um, I literally my entire body and face were covered with these red spots. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I still have it on my body. I still have it on my face. It's definitely not as noticeable. Um, it's not really noticeable at all. Um, now, but back then it was pretty noticeable and I had a lot of shame about myself. I didn't really reach out to a lot of friends and, um, I reached out to this one friend and we would meet up uh, at one of my favorite lakes in Seattle called Green Lake. Um, And we would just walk and talk. You know, there was nothing more that I think had to really happen. Um, And what I really loved is she would make time in her schedule, you know, like once or twice a week and we'd just go for a 15, 20 minute walk. Um, And I think, Knowing that she would do that for me and that she was there for me, um, particularly as a guy, it, it it was tough for me to really reach out and be that vulnerable and ask for kind of that support in that way. Um, but I'm really proud that I took that step. And I'm also really proud of that friendship that developed because I reached out in that way. Um, and she was also available and willing to do those uh, seemingly small things, but deeply meaningful things for us or for me.
0: That is a great example because I think we throw away some of these seemingly small things and we don't think, oh, that can't mean that much. It's not that important when the other person is like, this means the world to me.
1: Yeah. And that was it. I mean, this was, uh, this was a time I was severely depressed. I mean, it was what I call my dark days. And I was deeply hopeless about kind of the prospect and future of my life because I had been through so many doctors and so many medications and, Uh, I lost like 30 pounds in six weeks and just like all these brutal things that I I went through physically and emotionally, um, and like the helplessness and like, just to know that there was someone there who I could reach out to, who I could connect with, who would just kind of walk alongside me, uh, for even 10, 15 minutes. I mean, it was so, so meaningful for me.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely so for everyone listening don't dismiss those things you think it's no big deal we don't know what the other person feels about it yep. they're very very valuable sometimes those are the bigger things they mean more because it was like you could have just thrown it away and went, well that's no big deal it's only 15 minutes you'll be fine mm-hmm. but instead you showed up yep. so kyle let me ask you this i i we've talked a bit about you know historically some past experiences i'm curious what What's a a partnership that you're in right now, whether it be romantic, per, you know, professional, what have you? Something where you're really excited about that right now? What's going on in your world that you're like that's one of those cool partnerships I'm a part of?
1: I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is just my current romantic partnership. Um, I mean, I'm excited practically every day. Not every day, but most on most days. Um, I'm just really happy at the relationship we've created together. Um, We definitely have our fights, like we talked about the litter box, and tons more beyond that. Uh, But we always seem to get together and work through it. Um, We always seem to be able to talk about what's going on in our personal lives, and our daily lives, connect over that stuff to really support each other. Um, And while sometimes we really annoy each other, there's just this sense of shared connection um, and a lot of shared meaning that we have. We have very similar values and our vision for a relationship um, we've talked a lot about and I'm just really excited about what we've created so far um, and where we're growing going too in terms of having a family and the next steps that we're moving towards um, that are deeply meaningful and I'm honestly really excited about my relationship.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we've actually got to a part of the show, Kyle, where we call it Bring It All Home. And this is where we're going to step away from the stories. And I'm going to ask you to share some little, you know, simple concrete guidance for our listeners that they can take and apply in their life right now. And where I want to start is what would you say for you personally has been the best partnership or relationship advice that you've ever received?
1: So I'm going to weave a few things together. Um, and this comes from some research stuff, uh, from Gottman's research, actually, which we talked about a little bit earlier. But the, the reality of relationships, because it's two different people with two different values, lifestyle, perspectives, and experiences, and family histories, and they're kind of colliding, is conflict is inevitable. Um, and in fact, about 69 to 70% of conflict is actually unsolvable in relationships. Um, the difference, though and this is from a lot of the Gottman stuff, is how we actually talk about those differences and how we manage those differences. Um, If we're really critical, contemptuous, um, blaming, demanding, um, we're gonna have a lot more relationship problems. But if we seek to understand, if we try to learn to accept each other, to work together as a partnership, um, we can really create something beautiful. And one of the things that Dr. Gottman says in his popular book, The Seven Principles, um, for making marriage work is that you don't have to, despite what marriage therapists will tell you, you don't have to resolve your major relationship problems to have a thriving marriage. Um, and like that has been a really valuable thing for me um, because and I think before I learned that, my expectation was well, we have to solve everything um, or if there's differences or difficulties that we arise, that means something's wrong with our relationship. And, and so now that I can accept that, hey, things are going to go wrong, we can be a little bit more proactive. We can learn how to talk to each other better and work together as a team um, to resolve things or manage things in a way that works for both of us. And so that was probably the best relationship advice I've ever received.
0: That's some pretty liberating advice. Yes. It definitely takes the pressure off for everything doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Cause I guess the truth is right. We're all human.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> None I mean, of no. us are perfect. So what are the odds of coming together is going to make us perfect?
1: Right. Well, and that's, and I think that's the thing is I've had a lot of people I have a really popular article. I wrote about that, right. That you're, that even your soulmate, you'll have relationship problems. Um, And that's the truth. And I think a lot of people, there is this myth that you have to solve relationship problems or if you guys are on different pages, that means that something's fundamentally wrong. Or if love takes effort and then the relationship isn't worth it, which I think is complete BS and Gottman's research validates that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it makes it right. When you realize that, then the quest instead of trying to find the right partner is, A quest of, one, how do I become a better partner myself? And then how do me and my partner create a really strong partnership?
0: Yes. Um,
1: And so I love that that then becomes the quest and the journey that we're really after.
0: Absolutely. Well said. So I'm going to ask you this, even though I may... I, I have a funny feeling I might know what your answer is <laughs> because my, my question for you, Kyle is what book or resource would you recommend to our listeners and why?
1: Yeah. So I'm actually going to give you a few. Okay, um, cool. If you're in a marriage, I think hands down the, you know, I already said it, the seven principles for making marriage work. Um, it's so simple. There's quick quizzes in there. It talks all about this stuff in much more detail. Um, and I would highly recommend that. Um, that's also, if you're looking at getting married, another cool book that just came out um, from Stan Tacken, who is another author I really enjoy, is called We Do. Um, saying Yes to a Relationship of Depth, True Connection, and Enduring Love. And what I really admire about this book um, is Stan kind of takes that perspective of, you know, you are... a a relationship, you are a partnership, and you have to work together to really face life and learn about each other and become experts on each other. Um And I just, you know, the the whole vows that we make in marriage of I do, mm-hmm. uh, Stan kind of flips this on to say like we do, you know, we are together in this. Um And I thought it was a really great book, and it talks about secure functioning and like how to really connect with each other. Um, and that book just came out like, four days ago oh wow um,
0: that's pretty new <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah so that's another book that i think is really cool On, um, but yeah anything from dr gottman i love On, um, and then stan is another great author too
0: fantastic yeah tremendous resources there and i had no idea about that book so thank you for letting us know yeah well This has been fantastic and obviously we've barely scratched the surface of your background and what you, what you bring to the world. Can you do us a favor? Would you let our listeners know how they could contact you or learn more about what you do Kyle?
1: Yeah, the best way is through my website. Um, It's just kylebenson.net and there's a ton, I think there's like 140 articles on there about this stuff. Um, And so particularly around conflict and some of the things I said, if you join the newsletter, you'll instantly get access to my email um and I have a lot of free ebooks that you'll get access to as well with that. So that would be the best way for you to connect with me, learn more about the work I'm doing and more about how I might be able to support you in creating a really strong partnership.
0: Fantastic. That sounds like an awesome resource. And and anybody who's scrambling to find a pen right now because you were busy walking the dog, don't worry about it. All you're going to need to do to get that information and in the link to Kyle's site is just go to speakingapartnership.com, type in Kyle's name, and it'll take you straight to his show page, and you'll be able to scroll down the page and see the links to to access him right away. So it'll be very, very easy for you. Well, Kyle, I, thank you so much for sharing everything you did. Those, those insights and those those experiences, really, really incredible and super helpful. Thank you for being on the show today.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I really appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes the greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.